Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. We sure are. And you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex, sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. You know, so many people are curious about how couples get into the lifestyle and open up to share their partners with other sexy couples. Well, you know how much we love telling our story of how we discovered the swinging lifestyle and have never looked back. So on today's show, we share our interview as guests on Playmate Pickup Podcast, hosted by the amazing Erica Jordan, media personality and relationship expert. As we share all, from our first swinger experiences to squirting orgasms, to the rules and etiquette of the swinging lifestyle, to jealousy and compersion. It all begins with open and honest communication so that you can push your boundaries and fulfill your fantasies in order to strengthen your couple. But before we get into the interview, we want to take a moment to talk about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex, but nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does. And so does the interview we did with Erica Jordan. We sure hope you love it. Hi, welcome back. I'm Erica Jordan, your favorite love coach, and this is an exciting episode of Playmate Pickup. I'm going to interview a fun couple with a jaw-dropping backstory. Now, they've been married 15 years and swingers for 13 of them. Swinging could be great for your relationship, or it could destroy it. Embracing your sexuality has a different definition depending on the person. I consider myself sexual and kinky, but I'm also a sucker for monogamy, i.e. tell me it's yours, daddy. One of my favorite turn-ons is any implication of ownership, so swinging isn't for me. Right now, that's one of the beautiful things about embracing your sexuality. You discover what excites and satisfies you, and you allow it to evolve. Who knows what I'll be into 10 years from now. Which brings me to David and Carol, who have a spectacular story and a unique perspective. They were both unhappily married when they discovered their partners were having an affair. 
with each other. Now they're happily married swingers. So we obviously need to hear this story and talk about swinging because many people out there are having a tough time suggesting adding handcuffs, but dream of the swinging life. So they wonder, how can you get into it? And is it for me? Let's get into this. How did you guys meet? I need to hear this story. We are exes got together and they dumped us on the same day actually december 21 15 years ago this year yeah coming up on our anniversary so um yeah that's what happened and we found out that uh when i found out that i was going to be single i called up david i said you know i just got dumped i have a feeling you're also going to get dumped tonight so we used to celebrate our dump day yeah and we and before you know we were friends we skied together and one thing led to another i mean our marriages were on their way out we weren't having great sex it was more of a um a sexless invisible divorce marriage uh, things were on their way out and you know we believe everything happens for a reason and when we got dumped it was like the worst day of our life but 15 days 15 years later looking back it was really the best day of our life right so we kind of helped each other through the divorces, which is not a fun time anyways for anybody. And throughout that time, we became really good friends. We supported each other. Uh, we were actually fuck buddies oh, from day one. Oh, we had the most amazing yes. sex. I mean, Carol gives the most <laughs> amazing blowjob, and um, my ex did not. And um, it was just uh, monkey sex from day one when we, when we got uh, dumped by our exes. So, so your exes little... knew each other. Yeah, we all, yeah, knew, we each all knew each other. We all knew each other. We were friends and neighbors, like literally two streets apart. No, no yeah. suspicions at the time? Uh, yeah, you know what? Definitely suspicion. It, was, it all happened in front of our faces. Not that we knew it was going to go to that extent, but, uh, but it turned out to be the real deal. They're also married still today. So I'm sure it was the real deal at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you both had three kids a pop, right? I mean, when, when the divorce happened, the six kids already knew each other and they knew the other adults in the equation. So... Um, for as bad as a divorce is, it was really easy for the kids to um, have other people in their lives because they knew them already. And whether they were at one house or the other, they were always with one of their parents, all of them, the six kids. There was always with the parents. So when they were with us, they were with dad and mom. And when the other house, they were with mom and dad. So it kind of worked out like that. It just did. And we've, and we've gotten along so well with our exes we actually now co-parent the dog with them because we both before COVID were traveling so much. So when they were out traveling, we kept the dog. And when we were traveling, they had the dog. So we actually get along really well. How do you bring up wanting to try something new? Because you weren't swingers in your previous relationship. And even though you were having wild monkey sex, it was relatively vanilla, comparatively speaking. Yeah. So when we first got together, one of the things we decided right from day one was complete honesty with each other. And that if I felt like crap, I would tell him. If I felt great, I, I would tell him. If I was feeling horny, I would tell him. And we made that pact right at the very beginning to be open and honest. And that really led a, a pathway that felt safe to say and do as we feel. And so it was probably a, a year and a half into our relationship where we went on vacation in Mexico. And I, we, I had to drag her. She was, she's a workaholic. I was a workaholic. Yeah, exactly. I learned a lot more since him, uh, since meeting David. But yeah, he dragged me to Mexico on a vacation, which was at a topless optional resort, which was great. And I'm fine like that. That's great. We happened to sit on the beach next to another couple who were very touchy-feely, uh, rubbing 
suntan lotion on each other in, in ways that was quite erotic. And oh, really he was, he was getting it good mm-hmm. into her tits and yeah. on her nipples. So um, I looked at David and I said, don't you even think about touching me like that in public? Like, that's just not going to happen. But anyways, we became friends with that couple sitting beside us. And we realized after a while, and they, they confessed that they were swingers and that they had this lifestyle that I had never heard about. Never. And so as worldly and travel as worldly travelers as we were, I never even knew that that lifestyle existed. But we were so intrigued that we asked so many questions. And by the end of the week, hanging with this couple, we decided we wanted to give it a try. So we asked them, hey, you know, we want to try that. Would that be possible? And they said, sure. And so we had our first date as with another couple right there on the beach with this people we just met. Yeah, they invited us back to their room yeah. and um, they had their own little thing where, you know, we all got naked. She had the highest heels and laced all the way up um, to boots. her thighs, yeah, boots. And we were playing. And their thing was that um, he would come on Carol's tits and then she would lick it up off Carol's tits while I was playing with her pussy from behind. And that's how we got introduced to the lifestyle. And then we met another couple the next night and another couple two nights later um, where we actually did full swap, which was, you know, penetration with somebody other than your partner. And um, before, it, you, knew before it, you knew it, we, we were full swap swingers. Yep. Let's get into swinging versus swapping. Yeah, well, in, in swinging, there's different um, varieties of it. So you can have, you can be a voyeur, you can be an exhibitionist, you can be soft swap, which is you do everything but fucking someone else. And then full swap, which is all in, you can fuck as many people as you want, have as many cocks as you want in your pussy. And, and it could be in the same room or in different rooms. Exactly. It's whatever turns you on. And it's based on the couple and what their rules are because it's not about anybody else. It's about how much fun you're having with your partner. Right. We play in the same room, same bed, same pile. That's our main room. Have the rules ever been broken? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit happens, that's for sure. What happens when the rules are broken? Usually we talk about it afterwards because it's not really supposed to be broken. You call that talk? (laughs) Gets a little loud. No, no. We talk about it afterwards and we learn from the experience. The whole idea is about having fun. So if, if breaking the rules made you not have fun or feel unsafe, then it's not fun anymore. And the whole goal is really to have fun and grow our relationship. So most of the time when little things went wrong, it, it, they were not big things. It was just, let's improve this for next time. It's not such a big deal, yeah. but let's just do it together. And one, one story we can tell you at the beginning when we first got into the lifestyle over 13 years ago, we were at a hotel takeover and there was a whole big orgy party going on in a, in a hotel room. And two women came up to me and said, we want you. We just want to take you and do you. And then I said, okay. And they took me and we started fucking and playing and sucking. And one was on my cock, one was on my face. And I was having a great time until Carol came in and said, I've been looking for you for 15 minutes. Where the fuck were you? What were you doing? You didn't tell me. I know you left me all by myself. And that was a learning experience and how to communicate. A few months later, we went to another party. Two girls came up to me, said the same thing. I said, hang on a second. Let me get my wife. She came over. She was done. She already had her orgasm. She fucked. And she came over and just watched these two women do me and me fuck them. And for her, it was a turn on. But we communicated and uh, I didn't get in trouble at that. That brings me to the word of the day. Compersion. It's a joy associated with seeing one's partner have romantic or sexual relations. I'm assuming this is a trait both of you have. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the most important thing that you need to be able to do if you want to follow this lifestyle. If you want to share your partner, you have to be happy for them 
to have that sexual pleasure with other people and not be jealous and not be worried that they're not going to come home, you know, with you that night. And it's really all about sharing pleasure. And the compersion is a perfect example of how you feel about that. It's the opposite of jealousy, right? Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. But there are feelings of jealousy. What do you do when those feelings come up? Well, again, jealousy is a natural feeling. So when if your jealousy does pop up at all, um, when you are already open and you're happy to share your partner and are very uh, secure in your relationship, then the jealousy might just be a fleeting moment. And it's all about the person who's feeling it. It's not about the other person, right? So if you do feel jealous, you might quickly think, well, why am I jealous? I know he's coming home with me. I know he loves me. I know I'm the best fuck in his world. So uh, it quickly goes away when you're in a secure relationship. And you have to say that if you're not in a secure relationship, it's very hard to share your partner and not be jealous. And I, re I remember the first few times when we were fucking other people, you told me how exciting it was watching my cop go into another pussy because as humans, we never see that when, when we're fucking each other, right, right? And, you know, Carol's most favorite view is when I'm doing another girl doggy and she sees the cock going in and out and see how the pussy lips and, and everything is moving and how her tips are flowing. Because normally in a couple, uh, she doesn't get to see herself. Mm -hmm. And then for me to watch a guy slowly penetrate her and fuck her and her suck his cock, I mean, for me, it's, it's live porn. It's a huge turn on. People think, oh, wow, they're so wild and crazy. They must be from Los Angeles. But no, because Texas actually has the most swingers, right? Uh, there are, yes, absolutely. And um, in Florida and in New York State, also in California. But yeah, there's lots of swingers in this world. I you think an, est an estimate is about 5% of the, of the population it actually are swingers who share their partners. And I think it's about 17% who actually uh, identify with being open-minded open and, you know, in the lifestyle some way, somehow, not necessarily sharing their partner. But you could be at church and the person sitting beside you could be a swinger. There's even swingers for Christ. There is. Yes. There are. There are. There are. And, and you know what's really cool is you mentioned that Texas has um, – one of the largest swinger populations per capita out there. And you're absolutely right. But we were just talking with someone who's going to be a guest on our show. And in Utah, there's a huge swinger community as right, well. Right. And nice. for anybody out there who's saying, oh, this doesn't happen in my neighborhood, think again. Yeah. Because if you look at Carol and I, we have six kids, our kids do sports, they go to school. And we are swingers, and in our neighborhood, there's four or five other couples who are swingers, and nobody knows except us who it, who it is, but it could be just anyone out there. And then you look at maybe um, someone who you know is a sex worker or in the adult industry, and they've never played in their regular relationship with other people, with other couples. They go and do porn and they do stuff because that's their job, but in their real life, they're in love with their partner and they don't share and they're not. And that's right. I think there's a bit of a correlation. The people that are more conservative are often the ones who need more excitement from their private life. Do your kids know? Well, we, we did tell our kids, I guess it's about 10 years now since the kids know we came out uh, years ago when we had, um, we decided to make a business in this lifestyle. And so we thought it'd be a good idea to uh, tell our kids because we wanted to come out in the open. We didn't want them hearing 
us on the radio or hearing about us from maybe their friends at school or something. So we told each of our kids individually, uh, according to their age at the time. And um, there wasn't a lot of questions about what is swinging and we explained it kind of, you know, openly so they could figure out what worked for them or not. They didn't even want to know their parents were having sex. Right. So it wasn't a complicated discussion, but we told them now that we told you, we can't untell you. And just recently, uh, as they got a little older, they're from 18 to 28. Some of them are asking questions. Uh, my son has been in a threesome and he's been with another guy. And um, it's like more power to you. You don't have to identify as anything. You just have to identify as I'm having a good time. A and, and next week it could be something else. Yeah. And, and we, we, we don't like labels. And yes, we're called swingers, but we're just people who are emotionally monogamous and like having sex with other people. Like some yes. people like having sex with sex toys. That's why I always say embracing your sexuality has a different definition depending on the person. Okay, the bull, the unicorn. This refers to the third party. The bull is the man and a unicorn is a woman. And I know a lot of men out there wanna know, how do I become the third party in someone's sexcapade? How do I get into swinging, although I don't have a partner? Yeah, so the swinging lifestyle is really about couples, couples having um, dates and, and having sex with other couples, but certainly a lot of couples want to have the other single, which is that bull or the unicorn. And so there's definitely a place in the swinging world for single people. And it's really about getting into the swinger world, and it could be by joining a dating club or a dating site that is made for swingers, where uh, the couples are looking for that single person, and you can hook up that way. Any specific recommendations? Uh, yeah, well, we know for oh, sure. Oh, there's a couple. There's like SDC.com. Yeah, those are very big websites. Um, global, SDC.com is a global website for swingers. And so the um, that elusive unicorn is the single lady who likes to play with other couples and make, and, and make them have fun and enjoy. And the single bull is exactly the same, but he's a guy. And so, yeah, there's definitely room for single people in the swinging lifestyle. But those people out there, um, and that's why for, for ever, we've always only played with couples, because when you get a compatible couple, and there are compatible couples for everybody out there, regardless your age, size, shape, uh, desires, preference. preference, fantasies, whatever, if Carol wants to be with another woman well in a couple there's another woman if she wants to be with two guys well me and the other guy are there if i want to be with two girls there's two girls there and um the 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 mathematical combination work really well um sometimes you play with a single guy and he's not really comfortable with another guy being in the equation and it's not about someone being left out you want to play all three of you together um, Carol and I, our, our motto is foursomes and moresomes because we always play together. There are couples who play a part and some of them will go out and find a bull to uh, be their partner for that evening. Um, some of them are into cuckolding where the husband watches another guy take uh, his wife and do whatever he wants to her. Um, um, and in the past year, we have experienced some single guys and some single girls and it's just added a different dynamic into our sexual playtime. And it's been fantastic. We've actually met some really amazing people. Yeah. 
sexual technique. I know that anytime you're with a new partner, you kind of have to clear the slate and start over because what you did with that person won't necessarily work with the next. My favorite way to do that is the one through 10 game where you just do different things. You lick here, you nibble there, and your partner just goes one, nine, eight, you know, depending on how much of it. And then you can just get the roadmap of their body. How do you go about learning? I think in the swinging lifestyle, one of the main things you have to learn right from the very beginning is good communication skills. And so when you are an experienced swinger, you probably easily can talk about sex easily. You can talk about what you like easily. You can talk about what your pleasure points are a lot easier than the average person because you get used to it. Not everybody's used to saying those words. I like you to lick my clit in a circular motion, or I like you to get, you know, get your finger into my anus. Not a lot of people are, are comfortable saying those words, but I think swingers in general are good at that. So when we're with a new partner, one of the first things we do in the flirting segment of our you know, get together is, hey, what are you into? What do you like? Is there anything special I need to know when I'm getting down there? And that's hot and sexy. So we actually talk about it even before we get to do it. So that anticipation is there. So I think we're just really good at talking about what we like pleasure-wise. And I'm always out there making sure that um, Carol's going to have a good experience and she does not like being slapped and she does not like her hair being pulled. So I'll tell the guy, you know, do whatever you want to her. You know, she'll be gentle. (laughs) No, you can fuck her really hard. She loves getting fucked hard, but don't pull her hair. And if, if we're playing and I hear Carol's, not necessarily having a good time, I'll look over there and see how the guy is, you know, going down on her, licking her clit. And if he doesn't have two fingers inside, I'm going to tell him, you know what, she really likes two fingers inside and wiggle them around because she has to have a good experience. And like you were saying, you know, when you're playing with different partners at different times, everybody has sex differently. And why would you want to let someone do something that might be great for his partner, but doesn't work for Carol? So you just talk, you just communicate. And it's the same thing with me getting a blowjob. Carol will sometimes, you know, I might not be super hard because the girl's not necessarily doing it right. And she'll come over and she'll say, you know, he likes his mouth, your mouth hard over the head of his cock and squeeze, put two hands and get it nice and wet and put some lube on. And both of them will get it together and then I'll get hard and Carol will go back off and do something else. And, you know, we're always looking out for each other. And we, we always say, in the lifestyle, you never take one for the team. So if it's not going 100% right, you just excuse yourself because if it's not a great experience for you and your partner, it's not a great experience, period. Have you had a swinging disaster? And can we hear this story? I think really, um, for us anyways, the worst disaster we've ever seen is when we meet somebody on a dating site who's um, not who they portrayed. And we, we chat with them. They seem nice. They seem like they're that compatible couple that we we're looking for and they, that we're expecting to have a nice fun play date. But then when you actually get together, maybe they're not the same, what you imagined, basically not what you imagined, not Their what you expected. picture doesn't portray who they were. And so that has happened several times. And I don't know why people do that on a dating site because the whole goal is to date and see each other and get together and so that has happened a couple of times, but it's still not a disaster because at the end of the night, I get to fuck David instead of them. And he's the best fuck of anyway. So yeah. it's and, never a disaster. And also, and also, you know, swinger dating sites are very different than um, singles dating sites because the goal of swingers getting together is to fuck, it's to have sex. And uh, on one or two occasions, these, this 
couple portrayed themselves as experienced swingers, but when we actually got to met, meet them, they weren't on the same page, they weren't okay having sex, and they were there just to find out and learn, which we have no problem teaching people and explaining to them and educating them about the lifestyle. But we were out there because we wanted to fuck that night. And it just, it's, it's, if you're on a dating site, if you're out there meeting people, just be who you are. Yeah. Be real. Be honest and, real. And, and you will find people who will be compatible with you. Yeah. So true. What about your best swinging story? I know it's hard to pick just one. If you can only imagine one of these cruise ship takeovers where there's 4,000 naked, naked people who are all trying to have great time together an erotic vacation and the playroom itself holds about 800 people that's in a playroom so they take one of the conference rooms on the on the cruise ship they convert it into a beautiful erotic environment they put four big king-size beds together in a uh, and, and put a nice beautiful curtain around it and then you have those pods one after the other after the other and you can hear people having sex you can go in, you can go in and watch you get to see you can watch you can do uh, whatever you want but we had one night where i think we, we were, were 10 couples 10 we went on one of those four king size bed pods and we had one of the most amazing orgies we will never ever forget yeah, we had we had the three girls they were stacked on Stacking, top of each yeah. other like you see in porn <laughs> and the guys were going one two three one two three and the girls were there there they were all squirters and they were I mean, it was just an amazing, it went on for like two or three yeah, hours yeah. and girls were tapping out and guys were tapping out yeah. and then we came back in yeah. and it was one of those experiences. And then we stopped playing for a little bit and we looked around and there was probably 25 people just watching and they were kissing and playing with each other because they weren't necessarily into swinging because on cruises like this or going to hedonism or other vaca uh, lifestyle vacations, 50% of the people don't play with other people. They're just there for an erotic experience. So there was these people out there, we'll call them voyeurs, who were just watching us and they were getting off while they were watching us, almost like live porn. Yeah, it was really amazing. And it was a big turn on. Yeah. Back to the squirting. Carol, how did you start squirting? Was the first time accidental or? I gotta tell you. My fault. Yeah, I gotta tell you that I never had as amazing sex as I have had with David from day one. I obviously was not sexually compatible with my ex-husband, but as soon as I met David and we started having great sex right away. Um, he used to love when I would sit on his face and he would lick my pussy and he would put two fingers in and wiggle them around. And I just started squirting. It happened. I said, I'm not doing this. And he just would move his fingers I around. I love tasting it. I and, love swallowing it. And the squirt would just come out and, and it would, he would drink it and it would be all over his face and all over his pillow. And I said, I, I, I'm not doing this. You're making this happen. So I didn't really know what was going on. We had to read about it and we had to learn about it. But these days now that I know how it happens, I can just tap my own clit and I'll squirt everywhere. Um, I take a, a guy's cock, if I'm riding him, take the cock, tap my clit, and I just squirt all over his cock. And of course, he thinks he's done something amazing. And meanwhile, I could have just used my own fingers. But, <laughs> but no, it's really wonderful that I can control it that way now. I, I love squirting. Guys get so turned on watching it. Um, squirting on them, squirting on their cock, in their mouth, whatever it is they want. And there are some people who don't like it, so I just respect. I say, I, I'm a big squirter, so beware. And sometimes they will step away, and sometimes they'll come closer. It just depends on every person. Now, every woman without, you know, a physiological problem can squirt, and it starts in your head. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So you kind of just have to let, let go, but you have to know that you've just gone to the bathroom before, so it's not pee. Yeah, right? you need to go to the bathroom. Yes. And then... 
you you come and you start your squirting experience and you know in your head that I'm not peeing anywhere. I'm touching my clit, I'm squirting, and it's a clear fluid. Um, it doesn't have a, does it have taste? It has no taste. No, really. no, no, it's very clear and it's not a lubricant. It's very much like water. Watery, yeah. So you can't use it as a lubricant no. to, to fuck, to penetrate. No. Um, but it actually gets rid of the, the natural juices. Because you kind of have to let your brain know that you're not peeing, but it is a feeling like peeing. But you know, if you know you've just gone to the bathroom and it's not pee, then you have to let it out. So it's probably you're stuck in your head that you think you're peeing and it's, it stops you, like you put a clench on it. But when you learn how to let it go and let it out, then I'm sure it's a lot of fun. And it's common for it to happen later in life because the vaginal walls get thinner. So in theory, orgasms are easier to attain if you know what you're looking for. Well, I haven't heard of that. And I think you're absolutely true because, I mean, my best orgasms have been in the last few years. They've only been getting better and better and better. And two weeks. I met David when I was 42 and I'm, I'm 57 now and I'm still having wonderful and amazing and better orgasms all the time. So. See, you started squirting around 42. Sex can get better with age. Is that what led to the creation of your sex blanket? Yeah, absolutely. I was making so much mess on the pillow. As I told you, I learned to squirt on David's face that I didn't even want to do it in my own house. I wouldn't mind doing it in a hotel or even at David's house. But uh, at the time, he lived on his own back then. And... Um, and I said, okay, we need a blanket. We need to do something here. And so, yeah, we developed a blanket. We saw, It's so, called the Talk Waterproof Blanket. Yeah. It's available on Amazon. And we wanted a big one that would cover the whole bed because even when we had our friends over, at first we had a small one. When we had our friends over, no matter what. Even if we put two of them, they ended up off the bed. Exactly. And the squirt would end up on the bed. So we decided to develop a really big one that covered a king-size bed. And that's what came to our top waterproof one. And it had to be machine washable so you can use it, you know, night after night. <laughs> and we sold, you know, a lot of them. Um, it's, it's available on Amazon. Um, it's available in different colors. And it's just nice to have sex on something. It's because super soft. You know, it's not like a hard plastic or anything, but it's got the waterproof barrier between two beautiful coral fleece sheets. And wasn't so one really of the nice. reasons that you decided to come up with this because you are sort of a little bit of a head case and it allowed you to let go and yeah. have better orgasms. Yeah, because when I was like squirting and I knew I was going to make a giant mess, I would clench and hold it. And I was like, no, I want to let this out. And so, yeah, now I don't hold anything. Do you guys consider yourself sex club swingers or suburb swingers? Oh, we swing everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> We're slut, slutty swingers. How about that? I love <laughs> well, when, it. Wherever, wherever the party is, you'll find us there. That's for sure. I mean, it's very it, it, it's very different swinging in a club or swinging at a house party or swinging on vacation because when you go to a club you have to you know hook up or meet the right person and you know you have maybe a half an hour an hour hour and a half to connect with the person because everybody starts you know uh, coupling up and if you get the right person great you go have great sex if you get the wrong person you might not have a swinger experience whereas at a house party you know the majority of the people or somebody knows somebody who knows somebody, you are going to hook up. And on vacation, even if you don't know anybody who's there, you have seven days to make friends and make different friends. And if one experience isn't great, you can meet another couple or two couples and have different experiences over the period of seven days. So we say, you know, try everything. Um, every couple likes different things and whatever um, works for you is what you should stick with. 
I was the bartender once at a swingers party in the suburbs, and I was so amused because on the way out there was a husband and wife, and the wife was wearing her strap on like a backpack, and they were arguing over who had sex with more people that night. You guys have been married 15 years, and you're obviously still really into each other. Would you credit swinging for that? I would credit our good communication skills, which, of course, is what you need to have if you're going to be a swinger. But even if you're not a swinger, if you have great communication skills and you are open and honest with your partner, your relationship will be 10 times, 100 times better, honestly. And and we always make sure that whatever we do, it strengthens our couple. So we go into a swinging situation, and when we come out of it, we're stronger, we're better, we communicate better. And even if it's a situation that wasn't what we expected going in, we come out and we talk about how to make it better next time. And, um, you know, one of the things that we always tell people who want to get into the swinging lifestyle or who are in the swinging lifestyle and have friends who are interested is it's not the place to go to fix bad sex or to fix marriage problems. It will absolutely destroy your relationship if you try to swing or bring another body into your relationship because your relationship isn't good. You have to be a strong, honest, committed, good communicators to get into it. And even then, you learn. I mean, we learn every day, every time, you know, when we do our podcast, um, we have educators who are on who teach us things that we don't know. And swingers are always learning. That's why on these vacations and on these cruises and uh, sometimes at clubs, there's always educators. And we always go to these education classes and they're always full. So you think swingers know how to have great sex, but they want to always learn how to strengthen their couple, how to spice it up. We say live happy, healthy and horny and keep adding that variety so it doesn't get stale and boring. Yes, variety is key to maintaining the spark in a relationship. Of course, it doesn't have to mean adding another person. You can add some handcuffs, add a little bondage, add some oil, have sex in public. It's going to be different for everyone. I'm Erica Jordan. My six-week course, The Art of Pickup, is available with personalized guidance at playmatepickup.com. Do you want a girlfriend? If you want to acquire the skills to approach women with confidence and get them to want you, head on over to PlayMatePickup.com. Wow, that sure was a hot interview. We hope you enjoyed our time on Playmate Pickup Podcast as much as we did. Special thanks to Erica Jordan for having having us on her show. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe, and of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Welcome. You've joined The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David.